The day is April 24th, and quoting Cal's favorite character growing up, have we got a show for you. Cal, are you there? Boom, 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 boom. I am ready to go. Um, we got a pretty hectic week, a lot of parody, it feels like, in the lot right now. A lot of teams overperforming. I am one of them. Um, some teams kind of slogging through it, trying to make up some for some lost ground. Um, but yeah, right now, it's it's kind of been a hectic April. Uh, it's shaping out to be quite an inter- interesting season for all. Um, it's it's also good to see that there's not, you know, just like a really awful team that you can point at and be like, yeah, this team's going nowhere. Uh, I feel like everyone's still got a shot. So it's it's good to see going into May here, May in about a week, that, you know, everyone's still, still got a shot at it. Our goal is to keep it under an hour, as we've said before, but if we happen to go over... We won't charge you for that. So things we will cover, something a little bit new, but extended on each of our show is player of the week. Give props, add props to not just the player, but the team that owns that player. Uh, we will uh, prorate the players that we didn't cover for the month of April. So we'll go over that in the show. Uh, a little bit of transactions, less than the last time, less money spent, less amount of transactions. We'll cover those as well. And of course, what everyone cares about is the standings. Things have a little bit adjusted, but nothing uh, outlandish. It's uh, three weeks in. Along with the who's hot, who's not, we're, we're just going to cover who's hot. It's too early to be who's not, but um, just, you know, who's hot. And that might play in with our players of the week as well, with a little added uh, nuggets here and there. But also off the wall tidbits of stats that Cal might have that he's been digging through. So uh, with that said, you ready to go? Absolutely. Let's get her going. All right, we'll backtrack. Uh, Players of the week will go from April 10th. We're not going to count the quote April 3rd because that was only a few days. So I did go back in MLB.com. Mad props to both uh, Brian Reynolds, uh, Pirates slash Boys of Summer for the National League. Uh, He was the player of the week after slugging four home runs and recording 12 RBIs. Seems like a long time ago he did that. Um, And... America League's Matt Chapman, Blue Jays slash Golden Delmers, um, crushing his first ever career grand slam and breaking it open from his slump from last year. Anything from that one, Cal? Uh, I think with Reynolds, um, he's he's kind of been a, a stud in, in the making, kind of the guy that is has been probably kind of – I, I want to say underrated, but I feel like everyone thinks he's underrated, which makes him kind of like where he should be. Uh, but he's looking for a payday. He's earning his payday. Uh, I, th- I think he, he is kind of the, besides McCutcheon, the leader of that offense um, and is a large part of the reason that the Pirates are actually like at the top of their division right now. Like They, they are playing mm-hmm. well above, above their pay grade, um, considering they are one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Uh, and actually just outperforming a lot of really good teams. So, yeah, Reynolds is a big contributor to that. And then Chapman totally doing a 180 from last year because I'm pretty sure he hit one. He like was hitting around 180. 
He he was not very good <laughs> at all. Yeah, he was not good at all yeah. last year. He's a liability on offense. Incredible glove. Always had the glove. Uh, definitely will uh, be top four in any metric you, you look at him in. Uh, but he uh, is looking very hot so far to start the season off. Uh, I, I think he has shown that in the past in Oakland. I think he will will be able to sustain a good portion of it over the course of a season. I think he's feeling himself right now, and he's, he's going to have plenty of value come season end. And then last week we had uh, all pitchers uh, nominated, both uh, Garrett Cole for the American League, uh, the Yankees, if anyone remembers, uh, Heat Waves uh, ace, Garrett Cole. They have three aces. Actually – Actually, tossing was that they have heat wave has like three aces, so I wouldn't wouldn't say that. In fairness, <laughs> that is true. We'll say the Yankees ace. Oh, by the way, he's with the heat wave. Yeah, um, tossing not just a two hitter, but a complete game shutout two hitter versus the Twins. I mean, if you're if you're doing a complete game, you automatically should be player of the week. So. And manager of the week, too, whoever manages to get a complete game. So um, that's kind of twofold there. Also, in the National League, uh, Diamondback slash hardcore starting pitcher Zach Gallen. Um, 13 and two-thirds scoreless innings, striking out 18 last in the week of last week, April 17th. So uh, any addition to that? Always hurts the heart to see Zach Gallen do well. Uh, considering he was a promising prospect in the Cardinal system, but you know what? You can't win them all. So you know, good on good on Shops for capitalizing on a pretty solid performance. Uh, Gallon is probably at the point where I, I'd feel comfortable calling him a surefire ace. Um, he has proved himself time and time again. Uh, he, he's 27, so he's just kind of entering in his prime, and he is he's dominating these teams at a very high level. Uh, and Garrett Cole, there's nothing nothing new here to write home about. Uh, he's doing exactly what he should be. So that is that's pretty much average for Garrett Cole, unfortunately. And of course, Lance has to reap the benefits of it. So kind of a bummer that both Mark and Lance are the ones that just keep, I know I'm, keep yeah, getting richer. I know <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we go from uh, two of the top teams of the H's and move into the G section. Of this week, American League's Golden Domers and the Rangers, Adoles Garcia, having a day slash week. Um, those of you that were not under a rock, you all recall what he did this past Saturday uh, with eight RBIs, three dingers, uh, 30 total points in a day, but knocking in 14 RBIs for the week. Uh, getting the American League Player of the Week. Odala, did I say Odalis Garcia? I think I did. Yep, yep. Um, so for congratulations to the Golden Domers and the Rangers. And also the other G team, the Green Onions slash Cubs, Max Muncy. Cubs, Max Muncy. Dodgers. Close enough. I yeah, that's a typo. How did I get Cubs out of that? Ballinger? I don't um, know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, did he, did he do it against the Cubs, I think? Um, it could be. Clubbing four home runs, got 11, 11. I looked up eleven dingers. Where'd yep. all that come from? Yep. Um, at least since we since we did the our last pod, which was on the eleventh of April, he's had seven home runs and he's been averaging four point three six points per game in that that time span. Also been slugging a thousand. I mean, it's not that easy to slug a thousand. It's kind of crazy. 
especially comparing him to other standout hitters, um, like just guys who have been overperforming. He's far and above anyone else in that category. So, yeah, I really I lucked out big time on on Muncie actually figuring out how to uh, be Max Muncie once again because last year uh, when I had traded for him, he was giving me absolutely nothing. Granted, I think he was also nursing an injury at the time, so you know I'll give him I'll give, I'll catch him a break there. But it's it's good to see that I, I might get my money's worth out of it. Uh, and uh, Tim, of course, Tim's Domers had Adolis Garcia. And I have a share of him in another league, and it was, it yeah. was awesome. It was just every single at bat. It's like, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? And he delivered. I mean, to go five for five. Also, the unfortunate news is that I'm also in a, a, a DFS pool, and one of the guys had Garcia, and I'm now you know a dollar poorer because of him. So. Yeah. yeah, if you face Garcia that day, um, best of luck to you because you did not stand a chance. Not at all, not at all. Back to Muncie though. It's funny, all in the eye of the holder because you gave me, you gave us the, those kind of numbers. But what I had as a side note was, um, is Muncie the next Joey Gallo because he's got eleven homers and eighteen total hits, and the rest of them are all singles. He's batting two fifty, two fifty four. I think it was a uh, when I last checked. So uh, it's all or nothing with him. I'm like, ooh, a little deceiving. But still, 11 dingers, that's eye-opener. So. Uh, if you want Congratulations. Some, yeah, thank you. Thank you. If you want someone like that, I would look probably closer at um, at Pat Wisdom, who is on the Fanatics. He was one of my standout players that I had here. Uh, Pat had, let's see here, he's got uh, six homers and two doubles. Um and he only has 11 hits. So, and he was so he's hitting 244, but it yet is averaging 3.73 points per game since since mm. April 11th our last pod. And another guy like that is Sean Murphy, who has 8 hits with four doubles and three homers. Um so yeah, he's hitting 250, but is also, you know, over three and a half per game. So there's definitely a couple of guys that are just totally all or nothing that have been uh, doing really well. Uh, so Sean Murphy, by the way, is is the Alex is a beneficiary. Boys of Summer of Murphy finally getting a hot bat after starting very cold mm-hmm. to start off the season. Um, kind of it was it was concerning, but it's also being a catcher in April. That you, I'm not going to make any judgments mm-hmm. about about a guy yeah. just getting his legs starting to get loosened up. So uh, yeah, I, I would say Muncy no is not an all or nothing in the sense of he's still getting on base at a decent clip because. Um, among all of the, the the eight hitters that I have here for for standout guys, uh, Muncie's the only one to have double digit walks in that time frame, and he also has eleven strikeouts. So yeah, eleven to ten strikeout to walk is pretty pretty good for a guy who's yeah. maybe not getting all those extra base hits or singles. And I truly did not even look at that category, so I, I just noticed the only extra base hits were just dingers. Right, you know, right. That was it. Right. So that's all right, that's a wrap for uh, Players of the Week. We'll be right back with the uh, Week of Transactions. And we are back. We're going to cover a little bit of the transactions since uh, last show, April 11th, technically. Um, we, we did have... 
a few on the 11th that were done. It was uh, the Fanatics and the Tribe that only did uh, did some money spending. Fanatics did cut Gregory Soto for Jose Alvarado, and the Tribe acquired Anthony Descafani. I think he's been on a few teams there. Um, also, on a sad note, um, people probably didn't notice, but it was heartbreaking for the pause. We cut ties with a uh, relief pitcher, Kirby Yates. Very uh, long uh, trip of affair that probably should have been cut a long time ago. But yeah. those, those who didn't know, there was a little bit of a connection. We both have Bulldogs. And ironically, we both have Bulldogs named Chubb. So um, cool dude, but just cannot bounce back from that injury. Um, and we will give – actually, I don't think that was probably one of our worst trades. Black Sox and I traded each other pitchers. And I honestly cannot remember who I sent him. So it was a bad trade on both of our part. parts. So moving on. <laughs> yeah, it's still um, not great. I'm sure you'd rather have – Chubb out there closing out games and Kirby H at this point because he just he's never totally. Not totally. Uh, the next next transaction day was actually the 13th. Two days later, uh, the Green Onions and Domers spent some money. Um, actually, no, Green Onions just dropped some money. The Domers did the money spending. Josh Lowe and Matt Strom were acquired in uh, relief, releasing Brooks Rally and Oscar Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Um. Nothing to write home about. Uh, the following day, the Green Onions, that's where it is, did all the spending, uh, cleaning some cupboards here, dropping Miguel Rojas, Colton Wong, and I'll, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Aldemis Diaz? Aldemis Diaz. Wow, I tripped over that one. All cut to claim Brandon Marsh, Marshall Dubon, and Nick Ahmed. You want to do some bragging for $15? Uh, I mean, it's not really bragging, but it's really just I was sick of the guys that I cut. I hated looking at them in my lineup every day. They were doing nothing. All of them were very bad. Uh, so I, I, had to, I had to shake it up at some point because it was just getting ridiculous. I couldn't stand it anymore. Um, so I, I basically I picked up a couple infielders that were hot, and I picked up the hottest bat on the market right now, which is Brandon Marsh. Uh, and I I do feel like Marsh has been primed for a breakout, and he's he's finally doing it. Um, I, I could be right. I could be going for fool's gold here, and he ends up just being Brandon Marsh of last year. Uh, but Marsh was Marsh tore it up when he was in the minor leagues. Uh, that that means nothing because it's not like he's a big leaguer at that point. But um, I I saw potential in him. You know when he was in AAA, mashing balls everywhere. So uh, to see him actually doing it on a new team with new scenery—that's not the gross, gross Angels system. Uh, I think I, I feel better about him long term than I do, you know, Dubon or Ahmed, who are just fillers. Um, and then on the fifteenth, it was just two moves. Wonders required Bryce Elder, while Hardcore required Brandon Crawford. Um, moving on to the busiest day of the Wait, of. Hold on. Go ahead. One second on Alvardo, the Mac pickup. I feel like I've said Matt made a good move, like almost every pod we've done. Um, definitely under the radar, sneaky moves that he's doing. But Alvardo is should be already the number one closer right now, and the fact that he's not feels like a massive misuse of who the hot hand is right now. Because Alvardo has been dominant in almost every outing that he's that he's come out in. Um, currently, he has okay in he in ten innings he has twenty Ks and no walks. 
nice. that guy should be in the ninth inning, even in games you're losing. Like, get him out there. His whip is like under 0.5, an ERA under one. What do you want this guy to do? Like, realistically, he is he has three saves and three holds. It should be six saves. Like, get this guy in the ninth inning every day. So, right right now, he's the hot hand. Roll with it. Matt got a good pickup there for five bucks. And fast forward back to April 15th. As I said, the Wonders acquired Bryce Elder and Hardcore acquired Brandon Crawford. Uh, just a couple claims. And then that's what I was saying. On the 16th was the busiest, busiest uh, money spending of the week. With one, two, three, four, five players acquired. The Gunners getting J.D. Davis. The Dukes acquired Brent Rookers and Taylor Walls. The, uh, oh, and the Gunners also acquired Johan Aviado. And Heatway dropping 10 bones for Zach Neto. Big pickup of the week. Okay. Here we are with this one. So the Neto thing kind of bugged me because I put down $9, which is kind of a dumb amount to bid anyways. I mean, <laughs> that I was an odd number. Yeah, well, I, I just wanted my, my whack to be a, a nice even number when I was done with it. And I wasn't sure how many believed in Neto. I thought Lance would be the last guy I'd have to worry about just because of how good his team is. Why take on that risk of a guy like Neto who has been called up way too early, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Um Neto, if I had to pick someone from this draft class who's getting called up like that, it's not Neto. Yeah. Granted, he's highly touted. I totally understand that. Um, but he, I mean, we're talking 34 plate appearances, guys. Like, that's that's not enough to just say, mm-hmm. all right, go get him. And it's also not a good show of faith to, the, to Trout and Shohei of being taken seriously as being a contender. That's not a move that good baseball clubs do that want to make playoffs. So I feel like the, the Angels have written off this season already with that one move. But in the meantime, yeah, my team can go out and take a risk and go get a guy like Neto, someone who I think has potential to be good, but I know is not going to be good right away. Um, he has some serious flaws that he needs to work on. And the main thing is that 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 pre-two-strike approach that he has, that massive leg kick that has worked for him against less advanced pitching, I feel like will it will and is going to be exposed um, over the long term of this of this season, uh, like like by season's end. I mean, not like long term, a few years from now, because I think he'll make adjustments because he's he's a good enough hitter to do that. Uh, but a team like Lance making that move was was puzzling. But you know what? Maybe he'll he'll strike gold yet again with a guy like Neto. So, and then well, I think what, what was just as puzzling is, uh, like you said, with the Angels making the move. Along with Heatwave acquiring him, um, he struggled out of the box. Not even, I think, what he went all for eight or nine before he got his first knock. Um, he does have speed. He could come out as you know a pinch runner, but even still, why are you calling this kid up if it's just for speed? It's it's just a, scr- a head scratcher to me. Yeah, it feels a good way to ruin a good player's confidence immediately. It's yeah. which is if it does, it's a bummer. But you know what? Maybe there's something we don't know as far as his tenacity. Maybe he. This is just what he. I mean, every every single guy in the minors wants to be up in the big league, so it's not like he's going to shy away from it. But like a like a Jerry Clinic, who if you get called up too soon, it can hurt your confidence for years. So I just don't want to see that happen to a good guy like Neto. So moving on to the next uh, April seventeenth, the following day was uh, the Dukes. Will Brennan was acquired. That was it for that day. Um, quietly, I the pause on the 19th acquired Elias Diaz, 
That's my new backup catcher slash starting catcher. Technically, starting catcher. And then on the 20th, Mason Miller with the most money spent for the week at $11 by Green Onions. And by the way, Pavin Smith, five bucks for the wonder. So any any extra points for your Mason Miller boy? Absolutely. Um, very excited about this. I spent probably overspent. I have no idea what the market was like for him. But the reason I spent so much is because my main worry was, uh, will his performance... Because unfortunately, Fantrax was being kind of done with me. They wouldn't let me make a claim when he was actually called up the, the day prior. So I actually had to wait for him to make his first start before I could actually, I you know. Yeah, before, yeah, I know. Uh, so before Trax took away his green flag and was made him claim, claimable, I had to wait for him to go through his entire first start. And while it wasn't dominant, he did look good. And I was worried that somebody was going to pick up on it and outspend me. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll spend the money. I, I was waiting on, on a Miller promotion. I was hoping I'd be able to sneak in without having to spend 11 bucks, but I just want to be safe and get the guy that I, I was eyeing um, his call up for, for some time. So I'm glad that A's finally pulled the trigger on it because he was dominating in, in, in AAA. So, yeah, uh, I'm happy with it so far. And speaking of fan tracks, I was hoping to get to a page while you were talking, and it locked me out. So, yeah, I second the notion of fan tracks right now. So I was hoping to help you out with that. But moving on. Uh, on the 22nd, on this past Saturday, the Tribe acquired Christian Bethencourt uh, for 5 bucks, And then this Sunday, Black Sox, hardcore in the pause. All make some moves. Hardcore acquire Jan Gomes. Black Sox acquired Jordan Diaz. And Iron Paws acquire Geraldo Padoma. And then wrapping off the total transactions this morning, Hardcore also spent another five bucks on Logan Allen. So yeah, that bummed me out too. That was kind of, it was, it was kind of a, a netto ish pickup. Um, I had no, I was not involved with Allen. Um, but. I, I will say that getting it for five bucks, it feels like feels like a bit of a steal, uh, especially because I, I think that uh, Allen is poised to stay in that rotation uh, through the end of the year. I guess it depends on how long McKenzie and Savali are out because that rotation has gotten shaken up a, a lot throughout throughout the first month. Um, but if I, I think Allen has the stuff and has shown the stuff to keep him in the bigs all year, I don't think. Anyone want to worry about him getting green flagged um, come a, a month from now when the Guardians are done with him? You know, he's, he's not a spot starter type guy. But even that, even then, he's a spark eligibility. So, you know, you can take that risk and just, you know, pick him up, stash him in the reliever slot, call it good. Um, Mark even cut Matt Boyd for him, which was someone who filled that, that reliever slot as well. Uh, Mark also made the acquisition of getting Jan Gomes, which is a move you have to make when you lose out on a hoppy, which is a, a massive blow to the angels. And I, I think to the hardcore as well, because they were banking on to have him all year playing as well as he was before he went down. Um, so that, that is unfortunate for the hardcore, but we'll see if they can, you know, plug the holes in the boat for it. That, that catcher spot sinks. Cause um, you gotta have someone there. And Jan Gomes, I think is kind of at his peak and he'll dip back down because the, at the end of the day, no matter how well he's doing, he's still Jan Gomes. We know, we kind of know his ceiling at this point. I don't think he's just going to have a random breakout. 
Um, but yeah, you, you had to get somebody. So I mean, I, I'd say Gomes is needed, but Allen is a great pickup. I think I think Mark will be very happy with that. And that is a total of eleven teams um, making some type of a move with a total of twenty-four waiver wire moves. Green Onions led the way with four, and also led the way with spending the most money of twenty-six dollars in that time. How much whack do you have left? Uh, it's not looking good. Yeah. Okay. So that is a wrap on transactions. We'll be back to talk about standings in just a moment. And we are back. Now we'll be covering the standings. Last time on the show, we were covering it alphabetically with the Excel sheet. This time we're going to break it up by divisions. We're going to cover the Bigfoot division first. Leading the way are the hardcore at a 13-8 and eight record with a two-game lead. Um, following with the Heat Wave and the Fanatics tied at 11-10. and 10. Um, fourth, fourth and fifth, Breaking Badgers and Boys of Summer are three games back with 10-11 record. With the du- Desert Dukes and the Phenoms, four games back at 9 and 12, and the Wonders only five back at 8 and 13. What's your take on this division here, Cal? Well, what jumped off to me would probably be Boys of Summer, who are 10 11 currently, fifth in the standings, but they are third in scoring. Uh, so the, the by scoring for points four, uh, it, would, it would go Badgers leading the way at six, 676 points. Then the hardcore at 629. And then third place, the Boys of Summer at 607 points, which to me looks like Alex, the Boys of Summer, are, are reaping the, the the crops that they have sowed many years ago with, with their rebuild um, of this team. Uh, and they are actually, they have more points than the Heat Wave, which in, also have, their, their points against are 100 and, 160 points above uh, the the heat mm-hmm. wave mark, yeah. so they're facing tougher opponents, which is probably a l- very large factor in why they are a game back from the heat wave right now. Um, right. But yeah, yeah. To me, I, I think that jumps out that the boys of summer are here, even though maybe it's not showing up in the standings like it should be right now. Great observation. Um, my props to Breaking Badgers, leading that division with a divisional record of nine and four, so they're taking care of business at home. Um. Also, the fact that the Fanatics tied hardcore with a 7-4 stretch since our last show. Um, and also from that division, uh, a new um, top score is the Breaking Badgers with 72 and a quarter points. And that was against me. So, <laughs> mad props to the Breaking Badgers. <laughs> Not only overtaking my 65-point lead, but also um, basically stirring up the Discord, trying to figure out what was the record. And Dodge Dodge and I did come to an agreement that it wasn't, I think it was like 82 points by the Big Cat. I cannot confirm, but my brain does go that route. I'd have to go digging for that. And some rainy day, we will do so. Um, So... With that, um, I think that's all that stuck out for me for that division there. Let me look one more time. Um, oh, that was what I was going to say. Both the Dukes and the Phenoms at 9 and 12 
also have the same uh, divisional record and are literally a point difference with points scored as well. So um, we'll see where that, you know, that race basically goes from here. But right now that's pretty tight, but very tight division right there, top to bottom. Moving on to the next division, the class division, my favorite division, um, but not my favorite uh, standings going on right now. Um, in the class division, the Golden Domers. That's correct. Golden Domers are leading the way with a 15-6 and six record. That's league leading and divisional re- leading. They have a three-game lead on the Green Onions and Tribe, who are 12-9, and nine, along with the Gunners and the Moonlight Grams. At eleven and ten, four games back, your beloved Paws are ten and eleven at five back. Bail Bonds have dropped to nine and twelve, um, being six back, and the Black Sox bring up the rear, both in the division and in the league, at seven and fourteen, already eight games back. What stands out there that's not said the Green Onions, Cal? Um, I mean, this all looks like it. Like this looks right. I would say, because uh, you know. Green Onions in second place. I think that looks perfect. Um, definitely not weird at all. Um, really? Even though, yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? It's not. I mean, it's not my fault. I'm at schedule. So, you know. <laughs> <Hey>. All right. <laughs> so, you to keep the score at home. Green Onions are the lowest scoring team in the league, by and a they're lot. sitting at twelve nine by a lot. <laughs> so, but but hey, uh, who's the second? Who's the second lowest scoring? Yeah, but I'm I have a losing record, so uh, you know there's a little balance there. That, that I'm checks. just saying, if you didn't have those, the, that, if you didn't have like that that weekend from on the ninth and tenth, I feel like hey. it'd be a big, a lot different story. Can't hold on to things forever, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. Unfortunately, but I will hold on to my twelve wins I have. So that's the good news. I've been lucking out pretty much every game, and it, you know what? If you go through all my wins, it's really just as simple. It's not. It, no, it's just as simple. As outscoring your opponent because it's just dumb, fluky. You know, I'll score twenty one day and my opponent scores nineteen, or like I'll score eight, my opponent scores six. You know, it's just I just end up lucking into these dumb wins uh, with a with a really bad team. So uh, it it will even out as time goes on, but I will take every team win I'm getting right now. So back to the real props to the Golden Domers, leading the division, leading the league. Uh, Led with a nine-game uh, winning streak that was ended. Um, pretty impressive stretch going for him. He has a nine and four record that uh, leads the way for the division, uh, leading with the total points scored in the division. So everything is in check for this team. Uh, he's got the Player of the Week. Uh, you know, he's just on fire right now. So. Um, granted, he did have a few low scores at the tail end of this past weekend, but um, we're going to have those. So, mad props to the Golden Domers on this on this stretch right now. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about were the uh, Gunners also was just yesterday having his highlight, scoring 69.5 points to lead the day and have the second highest points of the, of the season. So, I promise the Gunners. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to point out is the new guy, Drew, um, he, he kind of fell off in the standings since we last did our pod. Because I believe he was one and two uh, as far as record is concerned. He was, he was like first or second in the in the division. 
however, don't let that fool you because he's still been putting up the, the points that, that are needed to get wins like this. Um, right, cur- currently he stands at fourth in in the, the division for points four at 546 points. And the gap between Drew in fourth and the Domers in first is actually like it's actually less points than the gap between the team that's just behind Drew in sixth place uh, with or sorry fifth place with the Grams. So uh, to illustrate that my point a little better is um, the Domers are in first place in the division with 592 points, and then down in fourth is the Bail Bonds at 546. And then after that fourth place bail bonds team, massive drop off to number five with the Grams at 496 points. So that top four, the division, all kind of bunched together as far as points is concerned. Um, but the records do not show that at all. I had to put my ownership uh, card away for a moment and be the commissioner or the host and give props to the gunners. Um, not only did he sweep me this weekend, but um, at a great stretch with an eight and three record, just one game behind the domers in the stretch. But more importantly, um, I see him at, I just saw it, my bad, uh, six and one in the division um, in this stretch as well. So got it done uh, so far and got himself up in fourth place. Tied with Moonlight Graham. So, congrats to Aaron and his gunners on that one. Um, other than that, that's uh, that's a wrap on your standings. We will be back with uh, closing comments. Okay, we are back for final thoughts of the show. One thing I wanted to share with the stat of the day would be the fact that on Friday, this past Friday, the 21st, I thought it was kind of a low number, and I started pulling some numbers generating with my powerful Excel sheet that I created. And what I found out was Friday was the second lowest scoring day of the league with 312 points compared to a Monday being our total uh, lowest of 308. So only less than four points from being the lowest overall. And what I mean is, you know, of the entire league, all 16 teams, we only scored 312 points on a Friday, last Friday on the 21st. thought that was interesting uh, to share. So I will be sharing little nuggets like that. Um, Give you some reference. Uh, our highest so far has been on the 8th of April, 496 points, if I'm rounding up. So we almost hit 500 on a Saturday. And we're going to have high points, you know, usually on those weekend deals. What's weird is on April 3rd, we were actually a top four on a Monday, the 469 points. So thought that was an interesting nugget. But I'd like to throw some of those out there. Um, throughout our show. Um, Also, a little heads up, those of you who do care, we will have our next show next week. Um, It just hits that way where it'll work out. Um, It is an off day in the lot. It is the end of the month of April. Um, And we want to try to get uh, two shows per month. 
So it just happens to be we're going to be a week apart. So we will be putting that out there next week as well. So, Cal, you any final thoughts? I can't wait to do a nice little wrap-up for the month here coming up. Uh, we'll see where we're at for the first month. Um, I believe you said our, our show will be on, on the 1st of May. So correct. it'll be – yeah, correct. So it will be interesting to see – you know, kind of where we're at by that, by that point. It's only going to be one week, so it's not going to be that different. But always, always good to see end of April kind of overreactions a little bit because this is always a wacky month to begin with, anyways. But it will, it'll be fun. We'll see if there's any more separation or if it gets tighter. But nonetheless, another week of baseball in the books that we can share uh, to you. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it just as much as we bring it to you. So, with that said, we will see you at the diamond.